Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. I'm so happy to be back here with you guys this week. Here we are in November. Oh my goodness, 2022 is like almost over. It is flying by. Uh, my favorite part of November is that I can pretty much start celebrating Christmas without being judged. So before November, before Halloween, if you start putting up Christmas decorations, people will judge you. And, uh, <laughs> but I love, love, love Christmas. And I take Thanksgiving and kind of just roll it into Christmas because think about it. It's a night where we have a special dinner with family and give thanks to God for all of our blessings. So that falls right in line, doesn't it? Uh, so I'm excited for that and excited to bring this topic to you guys today. And that is how to be the wife he wants to come home to. And I know that might sound a little like mm, weird because he married me. He has to come home to me. So what are you talking about? But I think that there is a lot to be said about this conversation. So let's jump right in and talk about it. Welcome to the Grace Field Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, all right. So I've wanted to start off this conversation talking to you guys about why is it important? Why is it important to focus on being a wife that our husbands want to come home to? And I know all the feminists in the room might probably be feeling like, well, what are we talking about? Like I said in my intro, He's married to me. He's coming home to me anyway. But if you're listening to this show, you are here because you want to make your marriage better than it is today. And maybe you are in the blessed and fortunate position where you do have uh, a happy marriage and there's just a couple of things you want to fix. Or maybe you're in the position where your marriage really feels distant. But either way, understanding this topic is going to help you one way or another. Now, I remember there is a really, really old article. I think it was in Good Housekeeping magazine. And it had all these things about put on your lipstick before your husband gets home and have dinner ready. And it sounds 
so old fashioned and so like, oh my gosh, really? How dare they just put these sort of burdens on women who at the time were mostly stay at home moms? And it's completely understandable, right? Why would you do that? You know, anyone who has spent any time either as a stay at home mom or work from home mom, they understand that being a mom is a full time job. So being home with the kids all day is so difficult that how dare somebody expect that I'm going to be like dressed and ready in the house, be totally clean by the time my husband comes home. And let me tell you, ladies, I completely understand that so many times within our marriage. Uh, because I work from home, I'm usually the person who's home. Let's say one of the kids are sick or during quarantine and all that. I have often been in that position where I'm the one home. And when I was home on maternity leave and my husband was out working all day and my only job was to be home with my daughter and he would come home and the house would be a mess and I would be exhausted. And my only thought would be, it has been so much work just taking care of this baby all day. I can't imagine anything else. So if that is you, I want you to understand that I see you. This is not what this episode is about. I'm not going to tell you that you need to check off all these boxes and do all these things. And then, yes, your husband is going to want to come home to that because that doesn't really make much sense. And I really try to be realistic. This is the Grace-Fueled Wife podcast. And being fueled with grace does not only mean giving that grace to your husband, but it also means giving grace to yourselves. I hope we are on the same page. What I did want to talk to you guys about is this. Despite all that, it is important to make sure that you are a wife that your husband wants to come home to. And I'm not talking about the condition of the house. I'm not talking about if there's dishes in the sink, laundry on the bed, or, you know, whatever. I'm just talking about you yourself. And this is why. He married you. And I get it. When we marry each other, we make these vows together to each other. We make this commitment to each other to be together forever, right? Through sickness and health to death to this part. We make a commitment to each other. But in the same way that your husband you married him for a reason and he had all these amazing qualities about him when you married him and maybe today he doesn't have some of those same qualities or some of the qualities that you fell in love with him for are not there or maybe he's forgotten about them. The same way that applies to us. So the same way that we might be upset today that he's missing certain qualities. I want us to just turn the mirror back at us and say, and I'm going to have three questions for you. Then I want you to ask yourself, you can journal it, work through it. But these are three things uh, for us that I want to figure out so that we can stop focusing on our husbands because, of course, yes, there is things that he needs to change. But when we focus on ourselves first and when we change ourselves first, then we can go ahead and create an environment in the household that change becomes easier. Change always starts with yourself because you can change only yourself and you can't force change around you, but you can influence it. So number one, first question I want to ask you is who is the woman that he married? 
So journalists, I want you to think about it. I want you to think back to then. Now, of course, the woman that he married, maybe she was in her 20s. Um, You know, maybe she didn't have kids back then. Maybe she didn't have all the stresses that you might be having on your life um, that has changed you. But that's going to be my second question. So first, I want to start with who is the woman that he married? I want you to picture her and picture both her pros and cons, both her really amazing qualities, and then maybe the qualities that weren't so good. And I want you to just really think about them, all of them. Like, what did that woman do? What that, that what did that woman, what was she passionate about? What did she love? What kinds of things did you and your husband used to laugh at? What made you best friends back then? Or what was the reason why he chose you um, and why you got married. I want you to think about that. And the reason why I want you to think about both the good qualities and the bad qualities is for my next question. So my next question, and this is like 1A, my next question is how has that woman, that young woman, maybe, you know, I don't know when you were married, but whatever it was, how has that woman changed for the better or worse? And what I mean is this, If you look at all the good qualities that you have listed, all the good things maybe that he married you for, what has changed? What's missing? What sorts of things are not there anymore for one reason or another? And we're not looking to make excuses. Certainly there's going to be explanations, but let's try to not make excuses. So we can have an explanation, but there's a difference between an explanation and an excuse. So what good qualities were there that are no longer there? And if you find yourself saying, well, I used to be a really happy, joyful person, but because he does this, I am no longer that way. That's an excuse. Okay, so that's that's the distinction that I want you to make. So we can't blame somebody or some other circumstance for how we are handling our present circumstances, how we choose to handle it, the attitude that we choose to take, and the way we choose to handle that. So keep that in mind. So for the good, what kinds of things have changed and what are missing? And for the things about you that were bad, now hopefully there was maybe some bad habits that you had at one time that you have grown past and you do less of that. Maybe they still come up every now and then, but maybe you do less of them. Or maybe there's bad habits that you have that you didn't have before. So what I want you to do is create a character profile of the woman that he married and compare it to a character profile of the woman that you are today. And now hopefully the woman you are today, yes, it's going to be more mature. There's going to be so many things that you're better at, that you're handling better, and that's amazing. But then there's going to be a a little bit of a gap, a little bit of a, a disconnect. And maybe there are some things that you used to do or enjoy before that you just don't do anymore. Maybe because you don't have the time, maybe because of whatever. But like I said, let's not look for excuses. I just want you to identify them. So this exercise is not here to condemn you, make you feel on the defensive, but like, wow, why are you calling me out? Why are you causing me to look at, you know, who I was before, who I was now? It's not for that at all. The reason why I want you to do this is because once we have that little bit of self-awareness, once we can take a look at the woman we are today and decide 
now who is the woman that we want to be in six months to a year from now? Or maybe just three months. Who is that woman? What amazing qualities does she keep from the woman today? And maybe that she adds from the woman that she was 10 years ago that maybe she lost. And I want you to then make a third profile. Who is the woman I want to be tomorrow? And you'll see that the woman you want to be tomorrow is going to have characteristics from both. She's going to have characteristics of today and maybe characteristics of yesterday. And I want you to take a look at that. And that is going to be okay. That is the woman I want to be. Now, we go through a lot of stuff like this in the Grace Fuels Marriage Method because self-awareness is so important. I go through a whole lesson on self-awareness and the importance of it, and it really does help us. This is not just about goals, like I have a goal to lose 10 pounds. It's a system. I've created it to be a grace-fueled wife. So I've created a system to be that woman that you want to see yourself in in three to six months from now. And this is a little sneak peek behind it that I'm giving you guys. I want you to do this little exercise. Now, once you take a look at that and you take a look at that woman in six months, maybe, or a year that you want to be, what is she doing and not doing? So remember, I told you I had three things I wanted you to go over. And this was the first thing. Who is the woman he married, right? And we just went through a little exercise, like an A, B, and C exercise. But number two, the second thing I want you to look at relates to that woman for tomorrow. And that number two is that woman for tomorrow, what does she do for herself? And I want you to ask yourself, what are you doing for you today? How are you filling your cup? What sorts of things are you doing today that support the woman that you want to be tomorrow? Because if you're not doing anything today that supports that woman that you want to be tomorrow, then right there is a gap for you to understand, wow, I need to do that. I need to get back to that. And maybe it's as simple as, oh, I used to love reading. I used to love reading so much. I used to write in my journal and I used to read and I would read for fun. And I just don't do it anymore because I don't have the time, but reading really, that was my happy place. Well, the woman tomorrow, does she enjoy reading still? Does she take that time for herself? These are the kinds of things that I want you to think about. So if I look from my own example, something that I used to do when my husband and I were first dating, when we first got married, something I used to do is I used to work out all the time. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed my time at the gym. It made me feel great. Uh, and then I stopped it for a little bit, started back up, stopped it for a little bit, started back up. You know how that goes, right? But lately, it's something, it's a habit that I used to have that I used to really enjoy that I have fallen off of because of insert A, B, C, D excuse. But if I look at the, the woman that I want to be in six months, that woman is a woman who goes to the gym regularly because she enjoys it. And not not even talking about goes to the gym regularly because she wants to lose 10 pounds. It's more like goes to the gym regularly because it really just makes me feel good. And so if I look at that, then I realize, okay, this is something that I need to start putting into my weekly habits, something I need to start scheduling for myself because it makes me happy. It makes me feel good. And I just use that example because it's a simple, concrete example. It also has to do with being a healthy, better you. 
And I want you to figure that for yourself. What things, maybe it's just one thing that you used to do that you don't do anymore. And I want you to figure out what is that. Let's identify that. And now let's plan for it. And let's plan. Maybe we have to plan it into our schedule. Maybe we have to be just really intentional about making it happen, whatever it is we have to do to plan for it, to make that happen because it fills you up. Another example for me, and I am really good about keeping this habit because it's an easier habit to keep, but also, whereas if I don't go to the gym, okay, I might gain some weight, but if I don't do this next habit, my whole life is a mess. And for me, that is my morning devotional time. Uh, for a while, I actually had replaced my morning devotional time with the gym. So instead of waking up at five o'clock in the morning and doing my devotions, I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. And during that time of my life, obviously, my priorities were flipped upside their head. And while, yeah, I was in really great shape, um, emotionally, I was not in a good place. And I felt confused and I felt like I didn't have direction. And I had a really hard time with that. And so what I've done is now I've gotten back to five o'clock in the morning. That is my devotional time. Even if it means I'm getting four hours of sleep, it means I'm getting four hours of sleep. And tomorrow night, I better get to bed earlier but I do not miss that time. And I've gotten really good at doing it during the week. And I've started to be pretty consistent about even in doing it on the weekend. Because for a long time, I would do it during the week. And then I would like sleep in on the weekend and it wouldn't happen. So I've replaced that gym time with my devotional time, which now means, okay, now I got to figure out that time for the gym. But the point of it is, is that because I have created a system in my life, because I have created a new habit in my life, it's now something that is second nature. This morning, I woke up without my alarm. And I was like, wow, I'm up. But it's because I've been so consistent about waking up at that time every morning. So whatever that looks like for you, I want you to figure out what are you doing to fill your cup? And even if you start with one, Eventually, you're going to find more than one that you want to do, uh, but at least start with one. If we try to start with all of them, oh my God, there's this meme that's hilarious and it's like, uh, it's a picture of Kim Kardashian. She's like crying and she's like, I'm trying to, you know, eat healthy, drink all the water, you know, do this, do that and be a good mom and this and that at the same time. And I just can't. And I, when I, whenever I see it, I laugh because it resonates. It's like, here I am trying to keep my house together, trying to run a business, trying to be a good Christian. I'm going to say that in air quotes. Try to do all the things, you know, be present for my children, be a present wife, eat healthy, go to the gym, drink all the water. And I'm all of a sudden, the thought of all that at one time is so overwhelming that I'm like, no, forget it. I just want to crawl in a corner and eat bonbons and nobody talk to me. Right? I mean, come on. I'm sure somebody, uh, this is resonating with somebody here. But what we do is if we break the things down, if we break the really important habits and break them down and just start taking little baby steps in either direction, that will get us further. You will accomplish more by focusing on, you know, three little things every day. You'll accomplish more in a year than if you tried to tackle 10. If you tackled three small things well every day and then 
eventually those three things become a habit and then it's like second nature and then you don't have to think about them. And then it's it's not even a, a question. It just happens like the morning you get up, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth. It just happens. You don't have to think about it. You're not lose, using mental energy on it. So it's just taking little bite-sized chunks of things that we can do every day to make ourselves better. And for you, that's what I want you to do. How are you going to fill your cup? A really good resource that I have used to help me through this over the past year, year and a half, has been Chelsea Jo Moore. I've talked about her before. She's my productivity coach, but she has a teaching that she gives where she talks about understanding what your fundamental needs are and making room in that in your schedule every week and I still don't do it perfectly still don't have perfect time blocks still don't have all the great things laid out that she teaches but in trying to implement them I have made tons of progress and I really love it I highly recommend it for anybody and that's something that has really helped me to start filling my cup better if that is something that you are interested in if it sounds like something that you want to learn about for yourself. I always will recommend things that I have tried and paid for and gone through on my own and have seen great success. I will not ever recommend anything that I've had a bad experience with, but this particular program has been amazing for me. She actually has a free training and that is how to successfully manage your home and business without feeling pulled in all directions. That is a great training. It's about an hour long and it's free. So I'm going to drop the link in the show notes for you to find it. All you have to do is put your name, your email address, you get access to her free training and she gives you the details if you wanted to take it further. But it is still an hour long free training about how she does it. And it's really amazing. I've actually had a couple of listeners uh, hear me talk about her and then jump over to her free training and then DM me and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It has been life-changing. So I just wanted to offer that to you guys if it is something you think would help you as well. Now, here is the last thing. I will close with this. The last thing that I question that I want you to ask yourself is once you've defined who's the woman he married, and you're going to make this little profile for yourself, and then, and then you've really honed in on how are you filling your own cup and like how can you do that better? How can you make yourself better? So this is important before I get to my last point because let's face it, when you are happy, when your cup is filled, when there's peace in your heart, because your relationship with God is on point when you have really been taking time and sitting in his word, when your skin is radiating because you're actually taking some time to do a skincare routine, whatever that looks like for you, or because you're actually drinking enough water. When all of these things happen, you are radiant. You are radiating this peace and this love and this beauty from within that everybody else is attracted to. So when we talk about how to be the wife that he wants to come home to, don't you think that that woman who is filled with peace and love, who's taking care of herself, and and for you, maybe taking care of yourself means taking care of things at home in a certain way, and that makes you feel good. Whenever all those things are happening, what do you think is going to happen to your husband? He's going to be like, oh, hello, and he's going to be so attracted to you, so magnetized to you that 
you weren't even going to need to do anything. You won't have to do as much for him because you're doing it for yourself and the family and the things that really fuel you. So I want you to really understand that that is the biggest reason of why this is important of how to be the wife he wants to come home to because it's so much more than having a clean house and putting on some lipstick like they taught us in the 50s in the Good Housekeeping article. It's about you yourself as a person and being a better version of the wife you married and the wife that you are today. So think about that. Really understand like why it's important and okay for us to focus on ourselves. Last thing before I close that I want you to focus on or ask yourself is how are you supporting your husband? Now, the reason why this might be last is because you might need to get to a place where you love yourself first. But next, how are you supporting your husband? And this might fall into you know, one of the reasons why he married you, because you supported him in a certain way, and maybe you're just not able to do it now. But if you think about how you're supporting your husband, or if you're supporting him, and or maybe you can support him better, that will also make, make you to be a wife that he wants to come home to. Because not only does he have a wife who loves herself and takes care of herself and the family and the house and in a way that really fulfills her, but he also has a wife who's supportive of him and whatever that looks like in your marriage. Sometimes your husband is going to be going through something difficult. There's been times in my marriage where my husband is in a bad place and he's going through something difficult. And if I take the way his behavior is, which is different, right? When we are in a bad place, we're not as chipper and happy as other times when we're not. And if I take that behavior and, and turn it back on him and say, look at you, you don't do this, you don't do that, versus supporting him in that behavior and say, hey, I understand that you're in a, a, a rough place right now. Let me see what I can do to support you on your side. That might help you to be better, maybe being less moody with the family, less irritable, and things of that nature. To support him through a rough time. And this doesn't mean this happens in perpetuity where we're walking on eggshells around our husbands. That's not okay. That's abuse. But to support our husbands and be able to give him an extra dose of grace during the times when he is in a tough place personally or in a dark place personally, that's what it means to be a supportive wife and vice versa. How many times have you been in a dark place and maybe your husband turned that around on you versus being supportive? Or maybe you were in a dark place and your husband was really supportive of you. And these are the things that I want to think about because that's what a marriage is. That's what, you know, our vows are about. That's what sickness and health and to death do us part. That is what it's about. It's about holding the other person up when they're too weak to stand on their own. And obviously God is a, the third strand in this braid. He's the third pillar in this. But without that, they, you still need each other right? If it's just you and God, that's not a marriage. That's your personal relationship with God. So your marriage now is you, your husband, and God. And when one is weak, the other ones will be there to support. So obviously we know God will be there to support, but how is our husband supporting us? And how are we supporting 
them. So I hope this was helpful to you guys to understand how important it is to really be intentional about being a wife that our husbands want to come home to. And it's not just about some old-fashioned idea. It's really about taking care of ourselves and filling our cups so that they are excited to see us walk in the door at the end of the day. Until next week, I hope that was helpful to you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.